While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Marcus Farrow. 508-996-0500. Thank you for joining me this evening. Chris McCarthy will be back on Friday. We're going into the third and final hour of the evening, and we have some calls. They've been waiting patiently on the line. Let's get to them now. Good evening. You're live. Good evening, Marcus. Thank you so much for keeping me over. Of course. Thanks for calling. Um, a, a few points. I don't know if you're going to have time for them all. Uh, number one, I, um, I, I, I heard your, your comment about the Hunter Biden uh, committees that may be coming. And I wonder if you would have had the same exact uh, comments if the same exact truth would have been true to those uh, circumstances being about Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump. Honestly, I think they were true of them. Uh, I mean, Ivanka Trump went to China to secure it while she was working for the White House to secure patents for um, patent uh, patents for um, uh, her exclusive patents in China for the brands uh, that for her for her brand for her fashion and um, uh, accessory brand. So, uh, you know, while while uh, while Trump was president. Um, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump uh, had pitched like a, a billion dollars worth of condominium development in India and used the president specifically as the the face of that pitch. So I mean they, they've 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 definitely you know those those individuals have definitely profited off of the off of the pre, off of their their father's presidency. And I actually don't think this type of nepotism, while it's you know not good, I don't think that type of nepotism, even if it's true, is particularly unique to joe biden well you don't think that joe biden hold, try, uh, um, threatening to hold back eight billion dollars worth of of government aid to the ukraine unless they fire the prosecutor looking into his son's uh uh business it says business dealings or rather the company that his son was uh, uh associated with was worth looking into I mean, I don't, you know, are we entirely, it's worth looking into if it's true, right? But, um, well, you don't know if it's looking, you don't know if it's true until you look into it. I guess, but I mean, is there any, is there something that's substantiated and are they actually doing this? Cause like, oh, we're really concerned. We're really concerned that the, I mean, let's face it, the Ukraine was one of the most corrupt countries in the world and still is. But anyway, that's beside the point. I think we got there. The second point was that you you kind of mentioned that the um, the January sixth committee uh, brought was you know it, it wasn't worth their while to look into certain things because they wanted a certain message to get across. Yeah. No, but isn't isn't any committee of the United States Congress or the United States government? The point of getting to the truth? Yeah. Well, if, you know, 
if all the lame the raindrops were lemon lemon drops and gum drops, of course. But the the thing is, is that ultimately what they wanted to show with the January well, sixth committee. Listen, not that January sixth was it was a bad thing that happened, and Donald Trump is at, at least in large part responsible for for it happening, if not completely no, responsible for it that. happening. I, disagree, I, disagree I mean, I mean, he said he said he he invited people to come to Congress on January uh, to to come to the Capitol on January sixth for a big rally. Peacefully. He told them to march. He told them to march Peacefully. to Congress. Yeah. Peacefully. Yeah, you, 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 you Democrats forget this. He said he, said, he told him to come to Congress peacefully. He said fight a lot more than he said peacefully. He, he used the words fight. fight. He used the he words. Never said the word fight. Yes, he did. He said peacefully yes, he did. protest. He, he, we're, we're, you're disagreeing on a fact now. He said the word fight. He said it more than peacefully. He said the word fight more than peacefully. He said uh, if I, you I, don't. Yes, I, I, I said to disagree with you. He said he said if you don't fight like hell. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He said he said he said if you don't fight like hell, you're going to lose your country. That's a thing he absolutely said. He said that. That's a fact. We're not. That's not in dispute. We fought like hell to get our country, didn't we? How did we fight like hell to get our country? We beat the British. How did we beat the British? How did we beat violently, the British? violently? How did we beat the British violently? Yes, we did. Yeah. We so did. even we you using that analogy, even you using that analogy, saying how did we fight to get our country violently? So well, saying fight to take your country, if you well, don't fight like hell, you're going to lose your country. And telling them to march to the Capitol. How many people in, in, in the, the march to the Capitol had guns? I don't know how many of them marched. Zero. Zero. No, they just rushed the Capitol. Zero. Though. The only person that was killed was actually Babbitt. There was an unarmed. You, would you describe that as peaceful? Would you describe that what happened on January sixth as peaceful? No. Okay. No, I agree. Right. They okay. should not. They should not have gone into the Capitol. There's no question about that. Yeah. And they should be. They should be violated by trespassing. There's no question that should not have been done. Good. But on the same on the same token, why didn't? Uh, Sticker Pelosi have security as she was warned to have. She told them to stand down. She told the she told the security to stand down. Yes, she did. Well, and it, there's memos out there for that, but you don't want to see that. Number two, I mean, on the January sixth committee, I would think that any committee that's going to look at so, something as serious as so it's Nancy, so it's Nancy's Pelosi's fault. For January sixth, that. that these people rushed the Capitol, that. and she told the security to stand down. Maybe could it could it have I been because that security say, was I greatly outnumbered. Pelosi's fault, but that's one of the faults. But what I what I am saying is that I mean, couldn't it have been any, the any committee that's going to look into an insurrection, or any committee that's looking into something as serious as this, should be bipartisan. The Democrats did not allow. The yes, they did. That's again not true. Kevin McCarthy refused to sit. The refused to sit. The uh, the Republicans on that committee. No, 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 because because they had to be approved by the Democrats. They only wanted certain Republicans on that committee. You know how committees work, right? The speaker the the speaker I has do. to okay. The speaker has to approve all committees. So the Democrats had the gavel. Any other committee, it is basically given that you sit. We have a majority. You sit a minority. You pick who you want, mm -hmm. and that's the way it should be in our republic and our democratic society. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's but like any trial, but you have a majority. You have ten or twelve people. I can bring eight. I bring the eight that I want. So but no, they didn't want that. They wanted to handpick the Republicans. No, they wanted on there. No, they just didn't want the you Republicans. Listen, they just didn't want the Republicans that were subject to the investigation, like Jim Jordan, who had oh, had phone conversations. That like Jim Jordan, who had phone conversations with Donald Trump. 
on that same day, on January 6th, should Jim Jordans, who had communicated with the president, who's the subject of the investigation, should they, should he have sat on the committee that over, should the subjects of an investigation sit on the committee that they, uh, sit on the committee that's investigating them? No, of course not. That's absurd on his face. So because that they were members of Congress that, because they were, because they were members of Congress that had people, because they were members of Congress that had uh, there were members of Congress that had contact with people involved with January 6th and had people uh, contact with the president on January 6th. Nancy Pelosi said, you can't sit those congressmen, pick somebody else. And that was like that was a few congressmen out of the entire group of congressmen that uh, uh, that they were allowed to sit. And Kevin McCarthy just said, no, I'm not going to sit any congressman. You know why he said that? So they could say afterwards that this wasn't done in a bipartisan no, way. That, that is of course it is. You're, you're, you're playing the politics game. So are you. What do you mean? What are you doing here? You're doing everything you can. It's very simple to say anyone has been in association with the accused and therefore is not eligible to serve on this committee. But at the same time, they can serve on the committee and still be subject to subpoena. Stop. Am I right or wrong? Stop. You cannot cannot sit somebody on a committee to investigate themselves. You can't do that. What do you mean, why not? They would have to to recuse What do you mean, why not? But they would have to testify. What, what? I don't get it. What do you mean? Why not? What do you, I'm telling you, why not? <laughs> they can sit on a, on a committee on, to dude. investigate, but they will be subject to subpoena. Come on, and they have to testify. Come on, you're saying that people should be able to investigate themselves. That's the. That's, I didn't, you're not hearing what I'm saying. They can be on the committee to question, but they are subject to subpoena. So they would be subject to being asked questions on the road. I all right, listen. I'm just the Democrats did not want a partisan committee. They wanted a partisan committee to be a one way wash on January 6th, so they could paint the picture. You know it as well as I do. You even said it. They wanted to convey a message. Oh, of course. But that's what Republicans wanted to do with Benghazi, the Benghazi committee, and all these Hunter Biden committees that they're going to come up with. They want to do that too. That's the whole point. It's it's pageantry. Let's not even get into Benghazi, where American lives were lost because you couldn't find Secretary of State. Hillary American Clinton, lives were lost in uh, January 6th, too. Obama. Don't even go there, please. Genu- let's, American- not even, let's not even put those words in the same sentence. Were American let's lives lost on January 6th? This. Let's get beyond this. What I, uh, what's going on, I think, right now with the Speaker of the House um, uh, election, I actually think is a good thing. Why is that? Because I think you see some Republicans that are saying they don't want to be in lockstep with whatever the establishment wants. Unlike the Democratic Party, where everybody is in lockstep, where everybody says, okay, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to say, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to vote for. I think you have some people that are saying, listen, we don't like the way the Republicans have responded to what's been going on in society. We don't think we like what's going on with the way that the the minority leader has been uh, taking care of business as as far as uh, 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 laws that have been, uh, uh, precedents have been going on. And I, I think that it is, it, it's a good thing to have people of unlike minds discuss and get to it. I think it's better do, to get something right. Do, do you think that coalesce? 
do you think that that, that that that's what's happening? Some reasoned debate of differing ideas. I think it's just twenty people. I, oh, I think it's just twenty people steadfastly protesting the election of one guy over twenty out of two hundred two hundred and twenty people. Okay, but it's not it's not just it's not just some it's not just some oh some reasoned you know some some grand uh, ideological debate. It's it's really they're 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 going to blow up the entire they're they're going to blow no, up. I, I think they see what Kevin McCarthy has, has done uh, uh, as minority leader, and they're not proud of what he's done. And don't forget, you know, the Speaker of the House is third in line for the presidency. Mm-hmm. But who do, who do you think who who do they think should be? It can't be Jim Jordan. He doesn't even want the job. So who should be the speaker? No, I'd rather see Jim Jordan as a bulldog of where he's going to be. Yeah, he'd rather see that himself. But a lot of people keep voting for him, even though they're telling him to vote for McCarthy. I think that's why it's not. I, I mean, they're yeah, not the the, the 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 twenty Republicans. Honest, I don't know who it is. And you know, I was kind of dismayed that you referred to Scalise as the person who went to a David Duke. Rally. Well, he did. That's an rather, actual rather fact. Than, he he admitted it, person, and he. He, Rather than the person that got shot. Well, well, he can be both. He can be both. He can be a person who got shot and a person who who went to a David Duke rally. He did both. He was shot. He was a vic- he was a gunshot okay. victim. He's also a speaker yeah. at a David Duke rally. Those are two different things. And saying that oh he was shot doesn't change the fact yeah, that he went to a David Duke rally. You didn't bring up about you could care less about him being shot. I mean that to me. Mm-hmm. Is a little bit more more uh, tragic. Why do I have to? What, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. We're talking about his governance, right? How he is as a an elected official. He's an elected official who's supposed to serve people, and he was speaking at an organization founded by David Duke, who he served with in the Louisiana House of Representatives. He, and he knew damn well that David Duke founded that organization, and he went and spoke in front of those people anyway. So, so to, to say, oh well, why don't you bring up the fact that he got shot? It's irrelevant to the fact that he spoke in front of white supremacists. I'll be honest with you. I am not 100% familiar with what what the circumstances are around his speaking at that particular forum. He apologized for it, like, uh, you know, uh, I think 20 years later, he's like, oh, I mean, maybe I shouldn't have done that. So, I mean, he's even admitting that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Now that after he got caught, after he got caught, after he got caught, he apologized. I, that's very noble of him, but um, but I mean, again, I don't think bringing up the fact that he well, got shot was relevant you know to the what? fact that he spoke there to white supremacists. People, there are many people that would still be in office if they would apologize after they got caught. Uh, Nixon, Clinton, I don't know how many. Uh, you know, the, the problem is, is that no, well, Clinton, Clinton, Clinton was in the end of his second term. He, he wouldn't have. Men and women are human beings, yeah. and we all make mistakes. None of us I've never spoken at, at, at a, I've never accidentally spoken at a white supremacist rally. I've never accidentally attended a white supremacist rally. Oh, I don't you know. I don't know if that was a white supremacist rally. No, it was. Sure, it was. Steve Scalise. <laughs> hold on. Steve Scalise is sure of the facts because he admitted it. He's sure of the facts. So you don't have to be sure of the facts. Steve Scalise is. He's sure of the facts. I apologize because. All right. Listen, let me tell you. Sometimes, sometimes people force you to do things that you're not supposed to. Do. Listen, listen, man. I, 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 uh, it's been, it's been. A, I've, I've had you on for a bit. I, I've got to take this I break. Appreciate. Listen, you give me all the opportunity. I appreciate it, Marcus. Thank you so much for your time. Have a, ha- have a good evening. All right, I got to take a break. Good evening. So, are you saying that Scalise, you know, shouldn't be speaker because? He, he spoke at a David Duke with, because he spoke at a David Duke rally. 
but do we yes. have a president who eulogized a bird, uh, you know, a KKK? I would say the Robert recruiter? Byrd situation is a little bit different um, in that. Well, but listen, Robert Byrd was a uh, senator. For people who don't know, Robert Byrd was a senator from West Virginia. He was se- uh, Senate President Pro Tempore. Uh, by the time he died, uh, Joe Manchin, I believe, took his seat um, in the uh, in the Senate. Robert Byrd was recruited to the KKK when he was in his early twenties. He was there for and a couple. He recruited KKK members yep. as well. When he was in his early twenties, he was recruited to the KKK. He left the KKK. He disavowed the KKK pretty shortly after he did that. Right, and he. Um, I think came out, he apologized for it. He was no longer affiliated with the KKK. He didn't as a 50-year-old man, right? A 50-year-old, fully grown, fully uh, fully cognizant member of the state legislature go to a rally with a known national leader in white supremacy and neo-Nazism and, and speak with them behalf? and speak with them. Do you think he? Do you think he? No, what do you, no he went there and said, "Hey guys, you you gotta you gotta really." He didn't, no, he actually went to that rally and said, "No, hey guys, you really gotta love black people." You know, like did he, he did. He get up and and speak on, you know. How he was talking great. about legislation he wanted to get passed in Louisiana. Right. Yeah, but but, but you don't have to. You don't have to speak is, to I, white I, supremacists. I never heard the president apologize for eulogizing Bird. Again, I think eulogizing a guy who was in their early twenties in the Klan left, admitted they made a mistake. I mean, twenty is, is a, a little clan. is a little di- is a little different. Who grew up in West Virginia in the nineteen thirties, right? It, who who left the KKK is a little different than going to a group of adult. When you're again a fully fledged like fifty year old adult going to a group of KKK members and neo Nazi uh, neo Nazi people going with uh, that's founded by the leading white supremacist in the country going there and speaking with them. I think that's a little bit different. I think it's a little bit different. I don't are know. Those, are those supremacists? And I'm not a defender know, of Robert Byrd. I'm not a defender of Robert Byrd's. Robert Byrd, I don't think, was a great no, person. You're, you're but but I'm not saying. The president for eulogizing him. When this he was a member of the Senate for like 50. He was a member of the Senate for like 50 years. His body of work after uh, after leaving the KKK in his early 20s. Does not re- is not reflective of that going to a going to a David Duke rally when you're a fully grown man to speak with other fully grown well, men who are currently members of the K- who are currently members of the KKK I think is a little bit different. They might be white supremacists, but were they literally you know doing the things that the KKK did? No, they're, they were yeah, no, they're literally white supremacists. Like they right. were they were, were literally they the, the, the name of the hanging them from trees and being KKK people probably. Maybe to not not that extreme. So are you I'm sure about that? Are, are you sure? Are you sure about that? I don't. I'm not sure about I mean, that. I don't know. Were there people you know hung from trees recently that that you know of? Like I don't. It was. I, I just don't understand. I, you know, to me, the point the guy was making was, you can overlook certain things and and rationalize it and, and make make it you know understanding. No, you know, Biden has done so many racist things said so many racist hundred percent and and I, I just don't understand why people are willing to overlook that no i think he's completely you know shown his colors in that regard but as far as as far as this you know situation right now with mccarthy and everybody else i actually don't have a problem with the fact that they're hashing this stuff out 
I feel like in order to have a united front, they need to know where they all stand, where they're all coming from, and get a united front as to where they're going. I don't appreciate that they're doing it now. I feel like there were a couple of good months where this stuff needed to be handled. You don't put it on display. You get somewhere and you make it happen. You know, they already knew McCarthy didn't have the vote. This doesn't come as a shock to anybody. But why wasn't some concessions made on both sides two months ago? Mm-hmm. That's what. That's what. Is. Yeah, it's because they're not a competent governing body. That's why they can't. That's why they can't make these concessions two months ago because they don't actually have and they can't coalesce and, and govern. They 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 didn't when they were they didn't when they controlled the house for for like uh, they didn't they didn't when they controlled the house from like 2011 to 2018. They weren't able to get anything done. It was the the least productive Congress in American history. So and I think that's that just, why I think this all should have been worked on. You don't wait until you, you know, have the gavel and then start tossing it around. This needed to be handled. And it, it is a shame that it's happening this way right now. You know, I don't care how many years it's gone on. A huge change needs to be made because, no, we can't just be stuffing giant filibus, you know, giant um, omnibus bills down people's throat over and over and over. This just can't continue to happen. And a lot of the way things are done shouldn't be happening. This isn't the way this country was intended to be governed. But at the same time, I feel like if these people don't toe the line and really change things, then it doesn't matter who's in power. Everything's just going to just keep going the way it has been, which, which a lot of people don't agree is the right way. So I feel like McCarthy's eventually going to somehow get this, you know, people are acting like, this is embarrassing. We need to force this through. No. You know, there's a lot of reasons why people think he's maybe slimy or he's just going to get go with the current. And and I do feel like this has to be done. I just wish it was done over the past, you know, number of years and at least the past number of months because this is when you needed to hit the ground running. Right. And it does look like a shambles. And, that's the whole you know, point is that they weren't able to figure this out um, earlier and they should have and they can't. And that's what's embarrassing about right. it. And I know they didn't know, you know, until November who was going to be there and who wasn't. And, you know, it took a long time to get the votes counted. There's been a whole fiasco. They had a pretty good you idea. Need, they they knew that you they needed to work on everybody that you knew was coming and, and who might come in. You know, you, you need to sift through the stuff. If you can't figure out how to run your own party, it's going to be kind of, you know. It's going to just be more of the same coming coming forward. So, so to me, it's like it doesn't matter who's in power. Everybody's going to just try to jam things down our throats, and it's this can't be the way the government is run going forward. I don't think so. No, I agree. I, like in years. terms of things fundamentally changing, you know, that's I think that's right. a fair. So, I mean, I, I do that's appreciate a fair point. They're, tr- they're trying to fundamentally change some stuff, but yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. 20, 30, I don't know how making people. Gym- I don't think it's going to happen. So. No, it can't. It, I mean, it can't happen. You can't have a you got a, a two hundred to twenty um, vote. Uh, I, I I mean, they're leveraging their power. Well, I, I just think don't think they're doing it in a getting in there and making some major concessions. And I need. I think on both sides, they need to show that they can make some concessions and you know find out what's most important. You know, because I don't even know what what exactly the issues are. What he's conceded on. What they're conceding on. I don't even know. It's like oh, we're going to switch. Then they're just picking people that don't even want to be the Speaker of the House. The, the, so we the, pick you. Well, no, thank you. They're talking yeah, about they, a border bill, and they want to be able to kick him out if they... Uh, they want to be able to kick him out if they don't like him, which he already agreed to. 
and they want a border bill and some other stuff. You know what I think the problem is, is that if they want to maintain this majority, um, they probably, you know, like people like Matt Gates and the 20 Not people. everybody. He's very unlikable by it. Well, that's the, the whole point is that Matt Gates represents a wing of the Republican Party that's deeply unlikable. And so if they concede to them, they're going, they're probably dooming themselves electorally. So, right, but it's like it's sometimes I can't stand these people that are so likable that they're just, you know, Obama was likable. A lot of people didn't like his policies. So, you know what mm. I mean? I, I'm not all, all for these real likable people, you know? Yeah, but, I don't, not, like but not a lot of people like, yeah, but not a lot of people like the policies of those 20 20 MAGA Republicans either. Otherwise they would have, otherwise they would have had a much more successful midterm. If people like those guys, no, if people I really like that, I don't. I, I don't want to see Gates run the show. No, I, I wouldn't like to see that. I'd much rather see Jim Jordan or somebody else who I think, you know, might not have policies that everybody likes, but I think he's hardworking and he would get more people. He's, he's not as repulsive to people. I don't think, you know, so it's just I'm sick of it all. I'm sick of all of it. I was hoping at this point we'd be beyond, you know. But I, I don't see I don't see anybody coming together really on either side. It's just it's just. It's if just people don't much. come together, it's it's going to be a speaker Hakeem Jeffries. So well, I think both sides got too extreme. You know, the same this hasn't happened in hundred yeah. you know twenty five years, whatever. Of course it hasn't because it, it's never been this divided. Each party. And the two-party system. It's, it's all too divided at this point. I don't see where it comes to a head. But I, I, I don't, I, I think McCarthy's a little unsettling. There's a lot of things about him that... I no, he's, he's an unsettling person. He, he's tried to be a speaker twice and he's failed. But at this point, they don't have anybody that's willing or even able to do the job. He's been in, he's been in, he's been in house leadership for like 15 years now. So I, I, they don't have anybody that actually even has the experience to do the job. But you've got, I, no, I do think there's people that have experience to do the job. I just don't think, I really don't, I was hoping before this, they had somebody really on board with everybody that wasn't McCarthy. That, that's what I was hoping to see happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. He'll be the speaker in a couple of weeks. We'll see. Yeah. And uh, then everything's going to go back to the same. It's just not going to, it's just, um, yeah, no, it's going to get done. That's probably what's going to happen. I don't think a lot is going to get done either way, um, based on based on the margins that they have in Congress. So right, so it's like a stalemate that's been going on for years, and the only way anything gets done is it gets shoved down your throat, and it's like, oh, there's too much of this and not enough of that, but we're just going to jam this through. I don't think that's the way it should be. I think what they're trying mm -hmm. to work on is having everything separate, and you work those bills out. You yeah, just go. Hey, we all got to go home for Christmas. Everybody just had sign sign here, and you know, no, no that's not the way I, it should run. That's I, how we're getting ourselves and our children and grandchildren. I think this. Into I think this Congress is going to eventually be, be defined by what they don't do because I don't think they're going to do anything. Like they're not going to force anything because they can't get anything done. They won't be able to force anything. No, all they're going to do is pass not getting stuff done and getting a whole bunch of the wrong stuff done. Yeah, and I think both both sides should be agreeing that we need a border policy, and that that shouldn't be an argument. Yeah, but yeah, but there's I think a, a stark difference in border policies. You're like one, one, you know, there's more moderate Republicans and Democrats that probably want like you know they want border security and want uh, a, a better, a more navigable immigration system, and then there's some Republicans that just want to pour boiling acid on people who come across the southern border. So I think there's probably a stark difference in the 
border bill that a lot of the members of the uh, Freedom Caucus are um, are proposing. I don't know, because it's just been how long now since we've been, you know, a feasible border policy? It's been, I don't know. Yeah, it's been like, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been like at least since they passed the major immigration bill, I think 96 was the last time uh, they did that. And uh, it actually made um, a lot of stuff wor- uh, worse. Hey, I got, I got other calls on the line. I appreciate yeah, you calling in. Night. You as well. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Yes, good evening, Mark. How you doing? I'm not too bad. And uh, by the way, I want to echo on what Shawnee was saying. Oh, yeah. You are one hell of a talk show host. Thank you. You got your stuff together. Thank you. You are the man. I appreciate that. You and Chris combined, there's nobody that can touch you. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. I I mean that sincerely. I know you do. I appreciate that. Time cannot come quick enough for me to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And while I got you on the horn, I'm not sure. Do you uh, watch the uh, European game of four called snooker? I do not. Well, I want to tell you, you need to uh, check that game out. It's played on a pool table, and I want to give you the the, uh, dimensions. Sure. 12 feet long, 6 feet wide. And the pockets are smaller than your uh, pockets on your bar tables. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. And I'm going to tell you, the guy that you need to watch and learn from is Ronnie O'Sullivan. Between him and Judd Trump. Ronnie Ronnie O'Sullivan, where is he from? It looks like he's from England. Okay, I was I thought he I thought he'd be Irish with the name Ronnie O'Sullivan, but yeah, he's from the UK. Actually, oh, he's from the UK. Yeah, yes, yeah. And uh, another one from the UK. Actually, all these guys that I'm talking about are from the UK. Judge Trump, I believe, is from the UK. No relation to Donald Trump. I did research on that. Okay. And a retired player that does commentary he is an outstanding player himself Stephen Hendry if you can do a Google search for him playing a game of snooker that guy plays a game like no one's business and is another person that plays with a lot of finesse Colin Wilson this guy plays with precision. All these guys, they're incredible. Yeah, I, um, you know what? After the I show, did, after the show, is this on YouTube? Can I can I look this up on YouTube? Yes, you can. All right, after the show, I'll, I'll have to take a look at these guys on uh, on YouTube. And uh, I have a perfect place to actually host uh, snooker. Uh, Demonstration, if you will. The new Roosevelt uh, gym. Okay. And definitely big enough. There's one place that they play, and they pack them in. Yeah. 3,000 people in watching, that, watching the game. 
Yeah, you, you, three thousand people. You think you get three thousand people in New Bedford to to, to check out a snooker game? And I'll tell you what. People in New Bedford will be totally blown away, especially the ones that play in the league on, like, say, Monday night mm-hmm. or Thursday night. They would learn a lot of stuff from these guys. Yeah. Interesting. I know. I used to play on Thursday. You used to play? And you yeah, I, I used to play, and I got my stick right next to me. I never got the hang of it. Never got the hang of oh. pool. I'm going to tell you, it's fun. Uh, if you want to go to a local bar, I'll show you how to do bottom English on on a cue ball. Okay. I'll, I know how to make a cue ball dance. <laughs> yeah, I'd be excited to see that someday, Big Al. Hey, listen, i got to take this break, but I appreciate you calling in. Yes, by all means. Uh, that is one of two suggestions I have. And I'll tell you what the other one is the next time I talk to you. That sounds good. I look forward to it. I'll be on tomorrow. Good. All right, great. I will will talk to you then. Sounds good. Thanks, Big Al. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. To replace your social security card? In most states, you can request one online with a My Social Security account. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can also get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash my account. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals. Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. South Coast tonight with you wherever you go. Stream Chris and Marcus on the WBSM app or get their podcast on the app at WBSM.com. Now back to South Coast tonight. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you get in the program. It is 9.47 p.m. in the evening and Kevin McCarthy is still not Speaker of the House. So uh, January 4th. So they did get um, the new session does begin today. I mean, yesterday in Congress. So we'll see how um, it shakes out. I, I, you know, it's going to be a while before they work this out. Um, you know, I talked a little bit about this yesterday. When in 2018, when the Democrats had won back the House first time in, you know, whatever it was, eight years or so. They had there were some Democrats, mostly in the Progressive Caucus, 
which I suppose would be the Democratic equivalent to the Freedom Caucus. Um, but in the, you know, in the manner of being on the ideological flank of the party, but they were opposed to Nancy Pelosi taking the speakership again. At that time, I think, you know, I probably, you know, I more aligned myself with the Progressive Caucus. I didn't think Nancy Pelosi, you know, I don't see, I don't agree with a lot of stuff Nancy Pelosi says. And in fact, I think a lot of her comments about progressive policies are pretty irritating, intentionally irritating. But the fact of the matter was they were in a position where, you know, they needed to have leadership in Congress that, you know, knew what it was doing during a time where they had to, you know, take on Donald Trump. And so they came to an agreement with Speaker Pelosi that she would serve four years and then she'd be done. And she actually stood with it. I didn't think she was going to, but she stood by it. I think if the Democrats held on to the House, I don't think I think I don't know if she would have stepped down. But it was four years that she did step down. But they had come to an agreement kind of like that. But it was they did it well before Congress began. They all seemed to be pretty much in lockstep. They did it. So there was some debate around that. There was public debate around that. And in fact, Nancy Pelosi had to make a concession that he eventually eventually agreed to. But then nominated, you know, now it's Hakeem Jeffries, who's more or less ideologically just like Nancy Pelosi. You know, more of a, you know, corporatist Democrat who's, you know, been openly hostile to the progressive wing of the party. And again, made some pretty disparaging and irritating comments about progressive elected officials and policies, referring to them as the mob. Actually, I made a. Co- I remember making a. Co- I replied to it on Twitter. I made a comment about it, like making fun of him. It got a bunch. Of, it got. It was pretty well received, actually. But um, you know, by people who didn't like him. But he's, you know, he's eventually going to be the speaker at some point. Probably not this Congress. But the the point is that there has been some in the past some discussion about whether or not the party can move forward with the leadership that they want that a lot, most of them want to move forward with but they came to an agreement before they came to an agreement before congress began so they didn't have to go through um a very public and i think humiliating and um you know i think this whole thing's bad pr and you know you can say and i agree with you know the caller that called in earlier and said this isn't actually you know, people don't remember stuff that happened two years ago. Depends, but if we're talking about par- parliamentary procedural stuff, yeah, I guess. But if this is how they're going to go, f- if this is how they're going to begin, how are they going to govern going forward? And I think seeing this for a lot of people is disconcerting because at a certain point they have to get to work, right? They have to get to work and they have to govern and propose bills like funding bills to keep the government open and appropriations bills and all of that that john boehner congress was the worst congress in american history john boehner was the worst speaker in american history and they didn't get anything done and um you know i think it's significantly damaged people's perspective you know opinion on on the federal government i think someone said uh Republicans 
don't believe that government doesn't work and then they run for office to prove it. And they get elected to prove it. That's basically what it is. They're a self-fulfilling prophecy. They don't like government. They don't think it can do anything. And so they run and they jam the gears up so they can't do anything. Because if Democrats sold the majority in the House, they'd have a speaker. They'd have a majority whip. They'd have a majority leader. And this wouldn't be the topic of discussion. It'd be, okay, what are the next bills to move forward? Not, you know, is Kevin McCarthy or a guy who spoke at a white supremacist rally 20 years ago that was hosted by David Duke or Matt Gates? Matt Gates grew up in the Truman Show house. Did you know that? There's a, there's a, uh, the movie, The Truman Show with Jim Carrey. You know how he, um, the movie about a guy who was basically raised on a TV show who didn't know he was on a TV show. And, uh, it was a really good movie, actually. I really enjoyed it. A lot of people said, uh, Jim Carrey should have been nominated for an Oscar. Ed Harris was nominated for an Oscar in that movie, I believe, and Jim Carrey got snubbed. I think he was nominated for a Golden Globe. Jim Carrey still hasn't been nominated for an Oscar, despite a few worthy performances, like Eternal Spotlight, and the Sun, uh, Eternal Sunshine, and the Spotless Mind, I believe. Yeah, and um, Truman Show. But Matt Gates grew up in the house that was that Jim Carrey lived in the Truman Show, that's in the Florida Panhandle. Well, I don't know. Fun fact for you. Uh, for you cinema buffs out there. And I'm going to take a break. The WBSM app is everything. Hey, good evening. I heard the name Truman come up. Harry S. Truman. Yeah, I was talking. I wasn't talking about Harry Truman. I said that yeah. the, the movie The Truman Show with Jim Carrey and uh, Matt Gates lived in the house that um, the main character lived in. Uh, yeah. The, the thing about Truman prompted me to call. I know you only got like 30 seconds maybe. Is that uh, he was so poor. The presidency paid fifty thousand, and Congress doubled it to a hundred thousand specifically for him. And then a couple of years later, doubled it again. That's interesting. Two hundred thousand dollars specifically because Truman was embarrassingly poor. He was Poorest a um, we ever had. He was the uh, he was a uh, before he went to Cong. Uh, he's the first of all. I think he's the last president without a uh, a college degree. He also was a was a haberdasher before he. Before he started serving in Congress, I believe he he was he made uh, which means he made like men's clothing, like suits and stuff like that. Yeah, men's clothing that's specifically customed and chalked and tailored better yes. than books brothers. Yep. Uh, oh. But the thing is, is that he was pitifully poor, and you know it never got in his way, but it was a problem for the elite because it's almost like we can't take the kid out unless we give him some Jordan Marsh clothes or something. You know, he's from the wrong side of the tracks. How did he get here? Right. And, um, which is the total antithesis of the Trumps, the Bushes, and you go right on down the line. Of course. No, absolutely. There's. Uh, but uh, Harry Truman, yeah. And I, wasn't he the one that dropped the bomb? He was the one that dropped the bomb. Uh, he didn't drop it himself, but he told other people to do it. He had to drop the most expensive bomb. We've been paying for it forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, it was... He didn't drop. Like what's important to remember, he didn't drop the bomb. He told us we saved a million lives. Don't give me that crap. No, you they didn't. didn't. Nothing. They didn't need to do that. Ball. They didn't need to do you that. Didn't have to do it, but you did it. And he didn't drop the bomb. He told other people to do it for him. Um, That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, that was. Uh, 
And drop it on the most populous cities, and uh, then when we go, they'll put a stranglehold on them when we do the peace treaties and everything, which is why uh, Germany jumped back into World War II, because we totally annihilated them on the Versailles package. Well, we're getting off in other areas, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, might have been the poorest man, but uh, the buck stops here, and the buck goes boom with Harry Truman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it sure did. Yeah, uh, not a huge... Um... Not a huge Harry Truman fan myself, but uh, but yeah, I see Ukraine very similar. I see very so the potential is there to uh, rock the world economy like you wouldn't believe. I you know what I I really hope not. That would not be good. Well, it's not a tempest in a teapot anymore. Um, no, I don't think it ever was a tempest in a uh, a teapot. I think it's you know yeah, it's it's all I can tell some anybody 